When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're just going. We're just just going with it. Okay. Recorded. Got it. And then I'm going to record. Please cool. ask the host. Did that say? Oh, Please ask shit. the host to give you permission. Shit. Now. I have to give you permission, I guess. How do I do that? Uh, so... <clears throat> make no i should i don't have to make you the host but i should be able to there is some way i did it before i think i had hmm hang on yeah i think i opened like on the sidebar oh here we go okay so which one do you want me to allow the iphone or the computer computer please okay it's no picture or whatever on it you should be good okay sweet Okay, we're ready to go. Are, are we on? <laughs> we're live. We are officially live, but not live? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> live to each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Deep Share. Actually, this is like a swap cast. We're doing a swap cast, so it's like the deep, strange neighborhood. Or we're something. deep in the strange neighborhood. <laughs> deep in the strange neighborhood, which can be interpreted in many different ways yeah. like know? deep in the strange way <laughs> so for uh for my audience who may not be familiar with you kaylin please tell my audience uh about your podcast and you know how you what brought you into this world where you know all right so i guess like i always been interested in that strange and unusual and like alternative thinking but uh I decided after last year, I think we get to this point where we find out that we can't like talk to people around us about our ideas anymore because we're getting too deep. And then uh, so I decided I would like start a podcast because I needed I wanted a space where I could just share my weirdest ideas and then just have the people that were attracted to those ideas instead of just like trying to share them with people that didn't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I started the Strange Neighborhood podcast and uh, it kind of started with, I was like interviewing people about high strangeness, but then I just started um, talking more about the things I'm interested in and the research I'm doing like about consciousness and uh, like, I guess people call it Tartaria, but like the old world and uh reset pre-reset kind of stuff if that Mm. makes sense yeah yeah so two of the subjects that are my bread and butter too like the consciousness and the history and recently i've kind of been noticing as i've been saying it like i'm thinking in my head that like history and 
the study of consciousness in a way they're kind of the same thing on two different scales in a way because it's like history is the collective trying to look back on where it came from and what it really was to begin with and the study of consciousness is kind of in the way how the individual does exactly those things you know yeah it's like always micro macro isn't it <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> um and like i know well like you've been on my podcast before with dan and Aki dan but i didn't really get a chance to ask you the same question like where you kind of got started with this stuff yeah yeah it's similar to your story you know being interested in these kind of topics for so long and eventually seeing so many other people have the ability to just do this from home was really appealing you know like i'm always that kind of guy that like i wanted to make movies but i definitely didn't want to have to go to school for it and then go deal with all these big studios or something like that if i could do it at home or in my neighborhood my strange neighborhood like that's yeah. that's where it's gotta be you know so that was really appealing and i always liked kind of making entertainment and stuff like that so i was starting it off with a friend at first and then our senses of humor just like didn't jive at all and so i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna try this alone and yeah that's kind of how it started but yeah i've been interested in this kind of stuff for forever yeah especially the consciousness thing and uh, did you find go ahead sorry did you find when you like started that you like evolved pretty quickly from what you thought your show was going to be to like a new kind of area or subject i would say oh. like my ideas have evolved a lot because of oh, all yeah, the people yeah. i've talked to um you know i had a lot of information in my head when i started the podcast thinking i was like og you know kind of <laughs> being awake for so long and yeah and you know man i had so many like loose ends in my belief structure or my philosophies or my my concepts that i thought about that got tied up nicer by talking to so many different people that definitely happened but my show the deep share kind of has stayed in this weird awkward where it's just everything and it doesn't really know what it wants to be same as me you know? i'm i mean the ancient history the 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 paranormal you know then i get all fired up about the uap disclosure yeah. nonsense and all that kind of thing so kind of all over the board you know um do you want to start there because i want to ask you something about that anyway yeah by all means we'll just fly off the handle let's right? just dig in let's dig it <laughs> um so i was like thinking about um how well i kind of want to know your perspective because i've seen you write stuff about like how there's not how you believe it was always humans that were the actual deities and there's not deities and that and that you think disclosure is bullshit and like that alien agenda is like a government thing right I, yeah, pretty, that's in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So do, do you want to go into that a bit? Like, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for a long time, I, I loved aliens and the whole idea of it. And I'm still completely 110% open to the possibility of other life forms besides us, you know, out here in the cosmos. But um, I like to at least start from home and work our way out. And I really like to at least start with humanity if we can before we go anywhere else. Now, the biggest problem for us these days, especially, is that we're all so much more open minded to clearly what's going on with consciousness in general in this experience that we call life. 
Uh, and that field is broadening so far and wide. Uh, it's, it's troubling and it's, it's kind of hard to sift through where like the fiction begins and, and the facts are. And so I guess for a long time, I've been kind of looking at what are the mainstays in conspiracy theory? Like what's the overall philosophy? And to me, it's that they, they, whatever they is want to keep us powerless and, you know, unknowledgeable about where we come from and basically feeling like orphans and all that. And so I started to kind of look backwards at all my fascination with aliens in the ancient past and all those seasons of ancient aliens I was watching back in the day. Uh, and so things were starting to just kind of look a little weird. And, you know, Graham Hancock is a big influence. I love that he kind of, as a journalist, no matter what he kind of believes, uh, kind of stays within the lines of these are humans, at least in his narrative. And I kind of like that. Because I like that too. It does seem to me now, after researching the box saga, which has put me in touch with so many other different fables and myths from Europe and Scandinavia. All of them suggest an ancient culture, exactly as all of us are kind of hinting at, but it's just so unbelievably humbly human. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what's got me fired up lately. But yeah, the tricky part is the mixture of that, which is, unfortunately the dissolution from my perspective of a lot of what we consider quote unquote spirituality because it rehumanizes most of it but people jump at me immediately at that and they don't realize like i am totally open to this place being extremely flexible because when we get into like deeper conversations we are like the perfect and holy thoughts of God in a way. So it's like, we're all within one thing here in consciousness in life. So these lines get real blurry and it's really hard to sift through it. But I, I think it's important because I think they want us to just continue externalizing all of our goddamn power into these That's angels and fairies and everything like that. I think that's the red flag of it all is that like um, it's like just always depending on something external to us. And they're always trying yeah. to make a, us look away from ourselves. Right. And so that anything that makes me look away from myself for answers or like, you know, there's research and stuff. But like depending on like a savior or a scapegoat for my own salvation or whatever, it that's, I think, a red flag to me. Like anything that's outside of you, that's like, you know meant to be like the meaning of you that's not really <laughs> yeah yeah no, i don't totally. know if you understand what i'm saying no definitely like... <laughs> it's it's always that and i mean sure yeah there's other forces besides yourself here in this realm and that's totally understandable but like when it comes to this really personal stuff like spirituality especially for people like us who have kind of like gone to the other side man and felt that feeling and and how powerful it really is and absolutely humbling and all that for them to take that away from us and tell us what it is you know that's the thing now is what do you think do you think that because i play with this a lot is it all nefarious and controlled or is it possibly ego driven because you see like narcissistic people that are clearly driven by so much ego and suffering that they're not 
focused, like aware of or, or facing that it all starts to look like some horrible plot that they're carrying out, you know? So like, what do you think? Nefarious, natural? What so what, what I kind of think is that like, uh, it's like the inner turmoil, like within us and like on the macro scale. So like we're, t we need to face our own shadows and we're blocking ourselves from our greatness. And we're like in a self-actualizing place in time and space and I think that like collectively we are too and like some people might be using these secrets against us but I think in a way they think they're doing it for the right reason whether it's because their ego has taken over or whatever but same thing as like what Christians do when they call down everyone else's ideas they actually think they're like helping people by doing that instead right. of being open to something different or looking at their own belief or like, do you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so I, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, everyone's evil or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> but, so easy, but I think right? that's like the trap of it. And that's the trap we get in kind of. Yeah. It feels like a Hydra, right? It feels you know, yeah. one head off and three grow back. And it's, it's yeah. this never ending thing <laughs> that you're not you can't overpower supposed to be able way. to conquer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like maybe this reality is kind of set up to just have this process going. But I've even heard but, that disputed by some Christians. Or and some then, but like, also, yeah. like, is it, it, sorry, is it like an, an initiation? I think sometimes too, like every, like every challenge to learn more is initiatory process. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny part too about some of the language used around magic. It's always so specific, right? And, just like everybody always does, they turn things into idols. Even if they're not the idols they're worshiping, they're idols that they're terrified of. You know, they have items and artifacts from magic that are so evil. And it's, it's not really like that. You know, like chaos magic is more like all of these things are just kind of part of life in general over time. It's not necessarily like you have to use this magical wand or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's more like the intention you put into things too like and so i don't know like people say like chaos magic or like certain people were doing like dark magic or whatever but i think like the magic's not dark we have the choice of free will whether we put our intention towards like something dark or not do you know what i mean like yeah or like it's the intention of the person like you can you can yeah say that kind of magic or like um alchemy or whatever is evil but like yeah there's duality in everything it's crazy to just like disregard something like that yeah it's like duality is here in this experience mm -hmm. in this density in this frequency i guess i don't even understand the language entirely but yeah you know yeah in this place <clears throat> there is this i call it the realm the realm. the realm right <laughs> yeah man it's it's like yeah there has to be a duality here and what will unity look like what do you think do you think we carry on the personality like what what's uh, it's so it's so back? hard for me to like fathom that because it feels like a loss when you consider it but i think it if it we did it would feel more like a gain than we would understand right that's yeah. something I wrestle with constantly. It's it's a question that like no matter how many times I have the conversation with people, it's still 
constant driving question like it's like a painful thought to have of like losing yourself yeah like the whole we are all one thing it's like i've heard some people go well yeah man but you don't just go right back to the one after this incarnation how do you know what do you mean how do you know (laughs) like if we're living if, if we are the one that means we're living we whatever we is we are all living all these lives all at once seeing it from every perspective Oh man, this is weird. I like to like you. I like how the... deep this got so fast. This <laughs> yeah. is a strange neighborhood, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always. I like to use the analogy of the dream for lots of things because I think it like really makes sense when we think about this kind of stuff. Like, and so like we are like what you would call the creator. And like, so we are like a fragment of, I think of it like we're a fragment of a dream. So like when you wake up, you don't feel like, oh, I'm missing the person. If I was in the dream, you're like, I'm back to my normal self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're back to the self here. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. We're definitely fragments for sure. In one way or the mm. other, I think. I say fragments. Of each other for sure too. What's yeah, that? <laughs> and like fragments of each other too. Or mm. like, Yeah yeah that's or the tricky part man like doing psychedelics like with good friends and starting to like kind of the the thought process is just flow from one person to the other in a way it's pretty nuts you barely have to speak it's so strange yeah almost and it's so funny it's like well if i had myself convinced that me and him were reading each other's thoughts then it's still pretty crazy that he was convinced that we could too because <laughs> it's like we're having the same experience at the same time and okay, it's in both of our heads. All right. You'd we'll almost go with think that. that, except for that you can have you have the same visuals at the same time. Yeah. So that's like a that reminds me that something else is going on. Like <laughs> something it shouldn't be service. like that. Like, should it like to me, it shouldn't be like that if you're creating it, it in your head like as a reaction with the substance. Why would you mm-hmm. see the trees doing the exact same swirling cotton candy together? You know what I mean? Like, it seems right. weird. Yeah. And everybody, rep- well, not everybody, but a lot of people report coming back from psychedelics and seeing the grid. Have you seen the grid? Um, sometimes I think I see it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. If I, I don't know. That's like, a big one I've heard. It is cool. I've yeah. seen it. It's weird. It's definitely and people go immediately to the matrix metaphor, you know. But I it's do like, see like strange things um in the sky a lot that are like that, where like things just in normal day life, sometimes staring at the sky where I don't know, it seems to shift the way it's looking to me and it looks more like grid like, but mm. on mushrooms, no, not yet. <laughs> oh man, yeah. so yeah what like so what um what got you into psychedelics and like what what um you know how how did your first trip hit you and what kind of path did you lead from there well actually i used to do mushrooms when i was like 13 14 15 we did them all the time like (laughs) i feel like we'd (laughs) like i would just be around in places eat a bunch of mushrooms and be like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that (laughs) holy shit (laughs) are we talking small dose or like mm, decent doses where we're going sometimes i'd be like curled up in a corner like (laughs) (laughs) man but um i don't know i had some like pretty I had a really intense trip one time that was like 
just we were just having fun but everything was just so strange that after that I was like something weird's going on like I remember so I lived in an apartment with my friend and um, we ate a bunch of mushrooms and we started getting really high and her boyfriend was there and he's like I don't really like him but so we <laughs> we, we went in the bathroom because we were like super high and uh, it's like an old apartment so it had like this weird 70s pattern on the floor and there was like like it just was like a busy pattern and old and we were sitting on the floor and these bubbles were moving along the floor and I'm like you see those bubbles it's like it bubbled up and they were just moving around all around us kind of and I was like that's so weird and she's like they're not real and I was like yeah probably not and then I put my hand on one and it like went under my hand and I was like I fucking felt it and then so we had our hands on the ground and the linoleum was bubbling under it. I don't know after that I was like holy fuck I can't believe we felt both seen it both felt it like it felt so real mm-hmm. and it's like after that I was like something weird's going on here I don't know yeah, the overwhelming coincidences stack on top of one another, right? And then you're like watching shows and you know what's going to happen next on the TV show. And you're like, what the fuck? How'd I know that? Dude, like, yeah, did I see this before? Have you seen oh this Oh my before? God. How do we know that? Like, did you have... I feel like I've seen this before. This just came to me. Have you ever had the experience where it's like, you? yeah, you have that where you were able to like see a course of events happen, but half of those events started in your head and they were completely absurd concepts and silly things that led to real things happening i don't know that's a really obscure one that has happened to me and i like fucking got chills now that's a weird one where it was all, i remember that that con- consistently getting proof over and over again that something from the like, inside to the outside was connected in a way that i wasn't going to be able to prove like mm-hmm. i wouldn't be able to bring this back and I was like an atheist at the time. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to have faith. Son of a <laughs> You're like, something weird happened. <laughs> something happened. And I don't remember what well, it was, but you better believe me. <laughs> what kind of experience have you, have you had any like um, remarkable experiences that you want to share? Sure. I definitely like got in touch with like the all or God, really? or whatever you want to call it. And it felt like home. It sounded like my voice, but I don't kind of mean that in the way that like oh, the Luciferians are trying to all be this God gonna... or not like that. Honestly, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Well, you know what? Oh man, like a lot of people kind of say this in one way or the other, and a lot of lyrics say this and shit, but like the it felt like a big hug. And the message was it's always, it always has been and always will be and always is okay no matter Um, what kind of yeah and it was like man and now i even look back on that now i'm like is that why i'm so fucking lazy sometimes because i know it's still okay (laughs) everything's okay no matter let me say it's a blessing and a curse man (laughs) yeah it's true so did you see like a visual when that happened like did you see something not that time that time i was on a lot i was on like five grams of mushrooms oh yeah The time I took, <laughs> it was all inter, like the, the inter, like I, I think the people that haven't tripped hear stories about like internal hallucinations and external, and they probably think the internal, it's just like whatever, but man, you're just burrowing deeper and deeper into your own consciousness. And it, yeah, that's, that was just, yeah, it's hard to describe, but yeah, a lot of internal visuals on that kind of stuff. 
Like when you close your eyes and you see all the fractals, do you see it like that? Yeah, dude. It's like everything's fractaling, like like hands and fucking shovels or whatever. And everything's like, that's what it's like to me. I'm just like, what is this? It's like, I feel bad and be like. (laughs) Well, yeah, like in regular mode reality, I have to like look at a light and then like kind of press my hands against my eyes to see that. But on like heavy mushrooms, I can just do that willingly, you know? But another really cool thing I saw on acid one time was like endless hallways of optional thoughts to go down like hallways. And it was like, it was, it's again, it's hard to describe, but I kind of use that as like a frame of reference for some people where it's like, this is what the potential of how, you know, uh, intellectual and intellectually stimulating this experience is it's not just a drug because it's it's like literally a whole new dimension of thinking about yourself and and your surroundings and everything you know yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) um well like last time i did mushrooms i well we did like a meditation and that was like super crazy fractals and stuff but um i was like looking at the window and like behind me was a clock and I could see its reflection and the clock face like turned into kind of like a scary face and like melted and I was like what the fuck and then um actually this like started me on this whole chain of events like I started researching like Kronos and then Greek mythology and Ah. then Atlantis and then Manly P. Hall and then like (laughs) it kind of like sent me slowly that way just watching that clock and like then my brain started going like you know how it does it always does that right like I mean after a big psychedelic trip you know if you look back a few months later you're like oh wow I'm here how did this end up happening you know it's but like a cool present you, you slowly unwrap. Yeah, <laughs> on your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, you've been reading uh, the secret teachings of all ages, right? Yeah, I'm almost. And are you it. loving it? Like, oh my you, god, I'm what are your thoughts on it so it. far? Like, is there anything that's like really been surprising to you from reading it? I mean, I kind of all like I've heard these kind of theories before, but like you, it's not really stuff people talk about i think because there's like a stigma put on the knowledge of freemasonry immediately right yeah and so like it's, it's like another gate to gatekeep the information and so like it keeps people from wanting to know because they just automatically think it's some evil organization when really like it's the most rich knowledge we can gather really right now i feel like Right. And of course, that even branches off into something bigger where the the fear reaches into all other religions. I mean, I, we're kind of, I hate to say it, we are mostly talking about a Christian perspective. No disrespect to Christianity at all or Christians. It's just, that's really the group that's, that's talking about a lot of these other perspectives as kind of Luciferian or satanic or evil and everything. But I mean, non-religious people too, I'm sure are still, you know, susceptible to it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing when we, we it's cause it is duality. We're in duality. So maybe there is good and evil. So it's very difficult to kind of discern when so much trickery is going on from both sides, you know, and what, what sides, right? There are no sides. It's all tricks. So it's, so, 
<sighs> cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. And when you, if you read that Madeline P. Hall book, then you start realizing that a long time ago, they built all these walls around this knowledge. And it was the Christian Catholic faith that did that. And yeah. that, that made all these ideas into bastardized, bastardized versions of themselves to keep people coming to Christianity and leaving the face that they had before, which had all the esoteric knowledge and all the allegories and stuff that they needed to know you know right. what I mean to flourish as people and they just built these walls around it and imprisoned them within their ideas and made it so like if you if you want to find out if you doubt these ideas you're damned <laughs> like right right yeah. you can't even question it or you're just a joke like <laughs> it's interesting too because some of those walls put up almost feel like safeguarding like I, I can totally see the perspective of Catholics just like fucking it's all evil close it up all that kind of stuff but first of all i don't think that they think that i think they yeah, tell everybody so else either. that yeah um i think but, they're like into astrology and shit oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah billionaires and the top across levels, board and yeah it's all yeah because it's all again like you said bastardized it's all hijacked it's all stolen mm -hmm. because you know as we describe our enemy in many religious texts themselves they don't create but they steal, they manipulate, they hijack, they do all those things. They possess. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, a good company is popular and suddenly, boom, they're bought up in evil, you know? So, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. I don't remember where we were going, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, the walls that cast. Yeah, the walls, right? So the, the other option. Information. Yeah, because it's like when so you know a lot of people say you get the secrets of the universe when you take psychedelics or you you know do meditation methodically or all these different ways to kind of get the get the thing and once you get it you know you now have responsibility but you're also supposed to have this internal you know humble knowledge and all, all this wisdom but we have no guidance. So when we're all taking party drugs, you're, you're taking them at 13, 14, just hanging out, you know, That's me too, right? and so <laughs> it's like, we have no real guidance. <laughs> I was lost for 10 years on that shit. Like what I, yeah. what, cause I had no one to really, other than dead people in books. Right. So I think putting the safeguard around that knowledge was like, okay, we need at least a small group to hold on to this and know the ways to kind of like, I think there's more to it than what we know, you know, but like, yeah, I like to protect the information maybe the masses... until it was needed because the astrology. So I sort of think like things are happening at the right time. So maybe True. that's the point to hold it until the right time. Right, right. Well, there's a Rosicrucian saying it's like every 108 years, the book is open. It's a really cryptic saying. And cool. feel like it's supposed to be this way, an esoteric movement towards exoteric almost. And doesn't that kind of feel like what reality is anyway, when it's like, you know, take the Gnostic view of Sophia versus the Demiurge. They're both of the same thing. Sophia is the intention and the Demiurge is the action. And we're literally talking about how react like the big bang too, you know? So in a way, yeah, it's all kind of wrapped around itself. Yeah. It's crazy. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's, fun it's funny because what you say about like meeting God and, and then it's like hearing your own voice or whatever, like that, 
like that happened to me in like meditation quite a few times but I don't know if it's like God or whatever but like I've got answers that way where I heard my own voice telling me shit I didn't know and I was like didn't want to tell anyone really <laughs> you know it's but almost like, like there's words no would come back. to me and stuff like one of the words was Rosicrucian and that's what I I didn't oh. even know what they were and I was like Rosa what and I was like writing it out phonetically and then I like spoke it to my Siri and that's yeah. how I figured out what it was and I was oh, just no like shit. what the fuck what the fuck where'd that come from <laughs> yeah the rosy cross and then you look at the red cross and they have very shady shady history but yeah, yeah. I mean so yeah these as we've been talking about this kind of crazy psychedelic stuff that we've we've experienced it's like this is kind of what I'm talking about where all of these archetypes, all of this does exist within us. We can kind of reflect on it through these amazing experiences and see that there is a universe inside each and every one of us, that there's some sort of mechanism that at least in the least gives the appearance and the feeling sometimes that one is their own God, whether that's entirely true or not, you see where that pitfall is and why it's there. So it's like, this idea that history collectively is not as 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 magically uh, as magical externally as we're led to believe is kind of like a really important thing that I think we need to all look into at least because the idea that they would steal our own human history is so like that's their mo. I mean, to take it away from us and give it to something else. You know, as soon as I started seeing parallels to certain folklore uh, with like, you know, where I was actually seeing like anthropological like lines of people going certain places and it started to all fall into place where it's like, oh, okay, so this is how they hid the history. They hid it in our mystery and they hid our mystery in our history. It's like all tangled up together. And it's all making everything material and, and what external. Parts the history and what parts the mystery. Dude, <laughs> yeah. and it's such a hard thing to like. I try to tweet about this shit. You've seen me. It's yeah. like it's very hard to put into words unless you're just. Because there's just a lot it. to it. I call because it that doesn't it, mean like <laughs> like yeah fairies yeah fairies white people absolutely in my opinion and like I'm tracing the certain groups from different countries of their their physical impact as human beings you know what i mean so that's a problem for a lot of people because it feels like i'm taking away a whole lot of shit that personally i think is some sort of manifestation of consciousness here in this shared reality but again we're like it's all consciousness it's all flexible something weird is apparent in this very dense appearing uh, a seemingly mundane world there's more to it for sure, but it's all to do with, yeah, I don't know. See, again, this is very hard to explain, but I do think it's like they've externalized what we have already to experience within each of us, if that makes any sense. Blah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so what do you think about like entities? Do you believe in like types of entities? Do you think it, it's like... Um... Like there's like spirits around us or like things that are out of our dimension that are surrounding us or things like that. Or... I, th I think it's that as above, so mm -hmm. below fractal thing again, you know? And I th so I think it's a yes and a no. It really depends on which 
perspective you're looking from, but I think we have those in our head. Absolutely. Like I definitely had a, had this um, experience on psychedelics where uh, have you ever heard of solipsis where you think you're the only one that exists? Yeah. It's, it's you know, that's kind of related to what we're talking about already. <laughs> In I've had way. like months like, of going John this kind of weird all dude I mean we're, we're talking like the most terrifying feeling of like I created my parents I created my friends all the interactions I've had I've had has all been imagination and I don't think that's exactly how it is this is my logical brain putting words to it but whatever that was definitely alludes to something greater and I think on an individual level we have a lot we have a whole universe in here and it is magic, you know, because it's all there is. But then whatever this reflection is, this external world, which supposedly doesn't exist. It's like this, I get lost in that, man. It's, it's really crazy? hard with the language, you know, it's, it's weird. I just um, go back to the, the dream analogy again. Okay. And just think about yeah. it like a dream. Cause think how realistic a dream is and how like you feel like you lived a, thousand lives in the dream or like you know what i mean like yes you go to sleep Thousands for five minutes and it feels like that five minutes you've been in the dream for five months or something sometimes right yeah yeah that displacement that, that displacement of time you know it's so weird because so i think it's like an it's it's both it's like first of all whatever's going on externally is a reflection of what's happening internally or you know within which is very weird when you start trying to think about the collective and I guess we're all reflecting it back. Yeah. So whatever's inside is more than what we are. You know, this goes back to programming, right? We've, we've had our internal dialogue with our own self stripped away from us. Um, so I think maybe we're, what we're trying to talk about is the ripple effect of that over generations, you know? Yeah, like that disconnect. We've lost a piece of this where it's still very fuzzy to see how it fits together. Because yeah, entities to come back around to what you're asking me, like I, I'm not denying anyone's experiences because I've had them too. I've felt presence in my psychedelic experiences that don't feel like myself, and there's really no way to prove that. But you know, other than your, your feeling, right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. How about you? Have you had experiences with entities? So I had one experience where I was like, it was, it was like right before I kind of got really deep uh -huh. into like, there was like levels of the conspiracy. So I was like at the part where like, I thought Trump was a good guy kind of yeah, level. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what's this cue? And are people sacrificing kids kind of level? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <that> level. <laughs> oh yeah and, i'm familiar yeah. and then um i don't know i just started getting really discouraged about the evil in the world and stuff and i just thought like this can't be it this fucking can't be it and like i remember i went out on my deck and i was like you know what i'm not, i'm gonna stop fucking pursuing all this information i'm i like i can't do it anymore i can't just go down a dark hole and think that's how existence is and i was right. standing on my deck and it was night and I remember I said in my head if you don't show me a sign right fucking now that's it I'm stopping right now and literally a giant fucking blue orb 
I've never seen anything like this in my life shot across the sky and I like turned my head to follow it and it kind of disappeared behind or like kind of went behind the tree well it was still like it was traveling like a steady rate right Mm -hmm. and I was like did I just see what I think I did and I had that thought really fast and right as it went behind the tree and like right when I had that thought it fucking flared and the whole sky turned blue and then it was gone and I was just like that's the only experience I've ever had that was that tangible but it was like really crazy that's really tangible (laughs) and like it's hard to like put into words how tangible it was in the moment just like you think it's going to be like this spiritual etheric experience but it's just like it's just like a tangible event just like everything else and it's like holy fuck like that just what like yeah Yeah, so, I, yeah, I had a similar one with an orb, actually, and I had Holy to do shit. like a quadruple take. Yeah, and I convinced myself it was a big parking lot light because my friend and I were getting towards a, a, a like the the trailhead of a big campground uh, for a mountain, and when we pulled into the parking lot, you know, I was expecting you know there to be big lights there. That's what I was envisioning, but then you know I got out and stretched, and we were getting ready to start hiking. And then I realized there was no lights. And I'm like, well, where the, what the fuck was that? It was massive. There was no way that it was a plane or a helicopter or a lightning bug or anything like that. There's even a Bigfoot story attached to that same night. So it's like, of I didn't course. Even, and I they didn't know. I didn't know. Dude, I know, right? I didn't have Thank any you. idea that those two things were correlated back then at all. So like years later, I was like, oh, whoa, interesting. I think for a long time, like the Bigfoot community and the UFO community, just like butt heads and no one ever talked about how those right. things happened really at the same time or like, right. it, it wasn't like correlated in the information. People believed in Bigfoot or people believed it was aliens and like they didn't. Yeah. And now know. we have yeah. like, what's, you know, what's really interesting too, going back to like disclosure is that we're getting papers turned into Congress talking about like ghosts and goblins and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and dogmen and things like that. Skinwalker yeah. Ranch is like really weird. And, you know, it's been said a million times how it's like, you know, this isn't really a strictly UFO alien situation going on in this ranch. It's like a special place of really intense anomalies happening. Almost it is like the line thing. It's the strangest neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You went to base officially the strangest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, um I had is- another experience that I thought was like similar to your God experience, but I was it was in a dream. Nice. And I remember like I was I was doing like um trauma healing and like working through some stuff in like real life and it like you know you like go through me or shadow do that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> so I was just like you know going through some real garbage dump of my soul <laughs> <laughs> I had this dream that I like uh, my brother it, we were in my childhood home my brother's like come downstairs and we went down to the basement and I remember I was standing in the basement and there was like a couch our old couch and there was like a dark shadow figure sitting on it and I was like what's that and he's like don't look at that and he like pointed in front of me and like a light orb like opened in front of me and turned into like a like a t-shape but it was like a bee I think it was a I know it was a being but it just looked like a light like yeah I can't really describe it like the shape of just like a really intense light 
Mm-hmm. And I like looked and then I just felt it like fill my heart. Like, so I'm going to makes me a bit emotional, oh, wow. but it filled my heart so much that I was just like, got this in most intense, like beautiful, connected, loving feeling. And I remember I like slowly fell back in my dream. And then when I like, kind of, I just woke up from it there and I was like, holy fuck. And I could feel it in my heart when I woke up, I was just like, it's really intense for me. And how did you interpret it? when you came back from that when you so I honestly I think it was like some maybe a part of me or something or some loving entity connected to me in some way that was saying like yeah there's a shadow but that's not the main event that's just like something like on the side what's really is this like the heart connection is like the main event and like don't get distracted by all the darkness like work through it but like that's how I really felt when I woke up. Like, like there's darkness all around. It feels heavy, really heavy sometimes. But like you, if you just like turn to the light, you have like the connection you need kind of. That's the message I got. That's a good message. And, and it was like a super important message at that time for me too. I felt like. That's perfect. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> these messages that we get are always so like foundational. Mm-hmm. And like, so yeah, my quarrel with like the language surrounding that, like internal versus external entities, I think it's again, the micro macrocosm. So whatever parts of us are in there that are super intuitional and like can guide us as if it is another person and it's just in our dreams or in this and that, let's imagine an external version of whatever that is about that, that has to do with all of us together because that's clearly what's going on with entities. I just, that's, this is why it always bugs me when like the people in the UFO disclosure that like are kind of in the need to know those kinds of weirdos and government, the descriptions always been that it's stranger than anyone ever thinks it's ill. Yeah. It's completely. I think about that line all the time. Me too. I'm always like, what is it then? It ain't little green men. So you got to think of everything they've programmed with us for 70 plus years. It ain't any of that. It's not that. No, not saying space is fake and gay. I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, shout out to Bob, my homie, but like, I like, Bob. I'm, I'm, I'm just simply like whatever they've given us on a silver platter and have like, cause everything that we're slowly hearing through disclosure, even if it's not totally secure, the rumors are always right on par with all of our sci-fi, you know? So it's like, it has to be, and and the consciousness, the consciousness topic is already being dripped into the UFO community here and there, you know, from bigger voices, little blue check marks and shit. So it's like, I think it has a lot more to do with ourselves, a lot of self-responsibility that we're not going to like. I mean, this idea it's a lot it's a lot of weird shit man but i think it's like it's like that i don't know it's like that man (laughs) yeah well but i think you're right like we're i think like collectively we're like um growing i don't know Mm. in that way and so like the conversation's changing but uh we're not quite there yet (laughs) like if you like people are coming to me that know i like like they're in my normal life that know i'm into conspiracy kind of stuff and then and they're like did you see that ce5 
documentary and i'm like that guy's fucking full of shit <laughs> <laughs> fucking like drones. that asshole is fucking cia if i've ever seen it Stephen like, greer break. has yeah. drones flying out there with lights on them yeah well like he's a fucking i never seen such a cia obvious cia implant in my entire oh, life let me tell you i think he if only he could publicly come out that he's an actor because the man is like his crying scenes and all of his documentaries are like <laughs> hmm. just you can really see he put a lot of method into the character you know don't get me wrong he's great at what he does like, but and the thing is of I course there's peppered it. in too there's truth in what he says there's a lot of truth there they always Who knows? maybe maybe you don't even it. maybe you don't have to be controlled to be you know being puppeteered <laughs> what do you think maybe of kanye? he doesn't know oh, what, what okay do you, what do you think of kanye it's like there's there's a, a lot it's of truth spilled but at the same time a lot of uh a lot of bait a lot of bait it's just to control the trickle of information we were already gathering on our own and to direct mm. it a certain way. That's what I think. That's yeah, it's pretty fair. It's pretty, I fair. think we were all coming to like, we're, we're, and it also like puts a group at the top of the pyramid that I don't think is at the top of the pyramid. Bingo. <laughs> so but I think it's but, like just but, a narrative steer. It's almost like a, it's like an urban legend, right? It starts mm. with like a little nugget of truth. Well, this mm. is why we, we dig into history because yeah, we got to find out where everybody comes from and what group was, who was described as all these fantastical demons and who was described as all these fantastical angels and were either of them any good? Because if we're talking about humans, not only, Ooh, this is another thing. <laughs> I just thought of this. <laughs> so not only does it steal all our power, right. And give it away to ancient aliens or angels or fairies or whatever. Jesus. But it also <laughs> hides who was doing all the bad shit. Oh, yeah. Which is more fucking it. humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's exactly right. And like to think that um, we, we're kind of like, oh, these reptilians and stuff. And I'm just like. Archons. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no these are that's not who's doing i don't think anyway like but to yeah, yeah i think honestly yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think you brought up a great thing it's like what the hell is going on when people talk about experiences with reptilians because i'm sorry i'm not and for people out there listening i really do apologize that i can't jive with it i don't i can't get down with a shitload of Hollywood references and like, yeah, they got to tell us the truth and all that, but it's always metaphor, man. You guys take it literal. And like the reptilian thing, I don't know. It feels like a psyop because the, the reptilian, the serpent, that, that symbolism has always been demonized. It's always been bad. There you it go. always <laughs> has represented cycles of consciousness and cycles, you know, the shedding of the skin, like the symbolism is always about the like snake eating the Asian. tail. So it's always about these people that were adepts in society and holding that knowledge that we were talking about, you know? So that I think they tried knowledge. to like steer us in the direction of like um, snakes and reptiles are like evil. Right. 
and, and I think that came with like the 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 writing of the Bible and stuff, or maybe it came before that. But I think yeah. like the snake holds a lot of like symbolism that has a lot of allegory that's like um, relative to us and that we should know and there's like knowledge in it and it's so the other thing of like steering us away from the, the snake the reptile it's evil it's satan whatever but really right. it's like you know the hermetic staff or like the the like all the snake symbolism symbolism is very ancient and it wasn't an evil symbol before that right a lot of this stuff is more neutral like you know uh I often, you know, you got to always question what you land on as when you, when I use like the mountaineering thing, cause I like climbing mountains and there's tons of false summits. And even when you know, it's a false summit, sometimes you still like, well, I'm going to take a little longer of a break. Put your tent top there. Yeah. yeah this will be my summit. And I always say like, if the switchbacks are still going, if there's still a, a left and then a right, and then a left, then you're not done. And you, there's still options. There's still un untilled ground you know what i mean and so i think that's what happens it's like we get to a point where there's so much cognitive dissonance we've kind of grown up and we've been grown we've grown up being taught that the world is mundane which is not true but then the way that it's told to us like hey look at all this stuff that's not mundane it's actually amazing and magical that's been hidden from us it's like yeah that's actually not true either though it's all psyop it's it feels like it's all fake i don't know <laughs> but also all the information is available to us just people don't look for it yeah or they don't have time because of the society like it is hidden we're in. a bit but most people aren't looking for it they don't like you know what i mean and we're not even talking about conspiracy theories. We're mostly, I think you and I are talking about the, the knowledge, the wisdom within again, you know, yeah. Because yeah. any conspiracy information on like who's fucking over who from what bank, none of that matters. Cause yeah, you know, no. something that, a, that someone with you gotta like step outside nothing, of that shit. Yeah. Like anything that someone with nothing but a campfire and the will to live versus us, like we all, including that ancient man, like, it has to be common ground for all of us. And they didn't have any of these crazy conspiracies to worry about. Only the ones that they were probably slowly building in their own head <laughs> or something. It's you know? true. And I think like you, that thing about false summit, you were saying like, yeah. I think how you know you're on a false summit is you stop trying to find like the holes in your summit. You start like looking for lies in everyone else's. And so it's just a way we validate ourselves. So I think I see that a lot with like Christian people where they go around and they're picking out the lies of everyone and trying to find the darkness and everything else, instead of looking in their own camp and looking at the information they've been provided, they'll dig through everyone else's to meticulously to prove that they're right. And yeah. I think like when you start doing that and you're everything you're researching is to prove you're right you're probably in a trap of your own making <laughs> yeah and like you may still give out some valuable information for sure great information i bet yeah like, you know you still stopped you on land? an idea yeah your conclusion is is that's the problem like we're in this binary very dense material world this physical world but there is that never-ending unfolding element 
where it's like when we look back at history sure i'm into the box saga but i don't hold it as absolute truth by any means i think it leads to a lot of truth i think there's little nuggets right but when it comes to like the beginning of us it's so far away that it literally does just lead into oblivion and we can't trace it any further at some points and then the future it's the same way and it's the same way with ourselves. Eventually we can't remember our, our, ourselves in, in time. And so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but just that microcosm. Yeah. yeah, there it is again. Right. Yeah, it's true. We well, like whatever is, well, yeah. Yeah. The I, unfolding I, thing, right. We're always trying to get to yeah. the answer and we're never, if you come to a conclusion, you know, get ready for an upheaval in a few months or weeks or whatever. And I guess that's what I've been waiting for with like yeah. the box saga. I'm like, I, I get it. There's no real proof, but what, where it is like rock solid, which is language is, is nuts and it's fascinating, but it's like, I'm waiting for something to throw a rock in the spokes, you know, but it's like, we're grasping at such little bits of information, you know, it's sad. And it's did you hear? Good. Did you see my crazy posts about the they're gonna up for auction sale? off? Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. yeah. So the group, <laughs> like the, the person that the bank is demanding like more money or some some details that will come out soon that I'll be able to talk about more. But it's um, probably um, some yeah. kind of like alternative, uh, some way to like bury the truth if if like you know what I mean. Yeah, the timing is perfect. Like, it's in late October, yeah. they found a medieval axe head that dates right to the perfect time, the last time the temple, if it is a temple, would have been open in the box office yeah. story. So it's like maybe the someone powerful got wind and was like, I don't know, do a recall of that loan right now or something like that. Because I guess, yeah, this was unexpected. And a couple months ago, boom, it all started to come to light. So people are trying to raise money and everything. We don't really know what's happening yet. We got a few yeah. months to hope that it ends up, if this goes through, that it ends up with someone that's sympathetic to the excavations that are going on, hopefully. Because that would be really, really a real shame if like new private ownership fucking stopped this story in its tracks, you know? So have you read that Manly P. Hall book since you've researched Box Saga? No, and you, you were saying you were you should reread it. Interesting. I mean, it's such a huge undertaking. It's like you should read the encyclopedia again. Right? <laughs> like I've used Manley's secret teachings as a encyclopedia for yeah. most. Of, you know what I mean? It's so it's a collection. You know. So there's so many things that me. like like if you like it goes back each like um like allegory of mythology like through the jesus allegory through the you know what i mean sun, the, the sun god yeah through each culture and so it takes each allegory and then traces each um person that will that fit that allegory through history but i find that every single one like if you go back like everything when you go back far enough leads to norse mythology in some way or like has a norse connection and then also um i was gonna say i've been like doing a lot of research in old newspapers to look up like because i'm finding a lot of stuff that um that says like that the forts were there before and they don't know who built them and stuff and things like that in america and like they in all those like old articles when they're talking about artifacts there's like norse artifacts everywhere across oh, yeah. america they dig them up all the time they have for hundreds of years like it's mm -hmm. everywhere and like 
sometimes in the mounds they'll find like Norse stuff buried in the mounds and like it's crazy that's nuts i mean and the the crazy part about that we i don't know how we're going to prove it or if it'll be able to be proven ever the way the box saga talks about everything even like egyptian hieroglyphs and all their symbolism belongs to this original story too like they've included all of it so it's like I, yeah it's hard to get around there's definitely something going on in the north mm-hmm. and this, the polar symbolism is huge and the north star all of it the concentric circles there's yeah, something going hyperborea. on <laughs> okay I, so hyperborea i want to ask you about hyperborea oh. Yeah, I mean, Hyperborea, that term, um, you know, as far as the Greeks were concerned, that term Hyperborean meant, you know, a a person from the, the furthest reaches of the north. That's what Hyperborean meant. Okay. Um, and what's interesting, too, is Ireland was known as Hypernia, I believe, or Hyper, oh. Hyperburnia, very close to Hyperborea. I didn't um, know that. And the and of course Ireland is a big uh, area of study for me and and Dan and a number of people just because the, the Twa the Day Danan and other groups like them in Scotland and England are big candidates for this lost Ice Age culture that um, Graham Hancock talks about. Um, it's funny how Graham he's so on point with so many things and he's digging up all over the world. And I don't know what he knows about the saga, if at all, you know, or any Norse mythology. I've had people on my show with a lot of credibility that I really respect and have dead on asked them, brought up the box saga and just Norse mythology in general. And it's kind of like a wave off. Like, well, we're, you know, I'm focused more on this area of the world. It's like, okay. It all leads back to the North. That's what I think. Well, the thing is, it's weird because we have so much potential to, to see all of our history as 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 hijacked, but we forget and we pick and choose like, well, this part's hijacked. And then we start looking for confirmations in other hijacked areas like, oh, see, this proves the story I'm telling. It's like, no, no, no. You're talking about another hijacked area of history. Like, it's hard. Like, people will say to me in the box saga, like, well, that time period, there's no you know, Catholic army that marches towards Finland or anything like that. I'm like, bullshit. Like, what's your proof? And the proof is that in the history uh, books, which that time period is like so little written for us to access. Everything was already occupied. 1050, 1050, 1047. So that whole time period, like Sweden is completely engulfed in the Catholic church already. And Finland is part of Sweden at that time period and it's it's hidden within plain sight that i mean it's right there but yeah it's it's yeah there's no proof technically so but yeah long way to say a lot of that mythology has been has been christianized or catholic so that's why no one looks at viking mythology as any origin points like they do with other areas of the world that they keep just digging under and finding more advanced things because they just blindly don't look over there into Scandinavia. They accept that it's only like 1300 years old, all the mythos and everything They They don't think it goes back very far. And it's mostly just coming from Christian myths already. They think and it's like, wait a minute. Like this is all backwards. It's literally like the oldest culture we can trace. I think is the 
Norse culture. I mean, like that thoroughly. And just well, like it spread all over the world, like way before Columbus, that douche. <laughs> of course. Yeah. There's a lot of theories about him. Yeah, I've even heard that he may not even exist. That the probably doesn't. Name, like, the name Christopher Columbus like meant something to do with Christ or probably something. like Christian and like the Columbus, Columbia. And yeah. like they used to call the US Columbia. Did you know that? Up until like yeah, and they had this goddess named Columbia, and uh, that's oh, why it's the District of Columbia. I did this whole um, research thing on the goddess Columbia because there's a statues of her all over, and she's always holding like a staff and a round laurel, just like the Bach symbols. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy shit. And um, uh, I did like a episode on her, and then oh, I found out that they, that the American national anthem was hail Columbia. And it was about her up until like the, just after the second world war, I think is when they changed it. And it was the unofficial, but it was called hail Columbia and they called um, America Columbia. And it was the district of Columbia and they used to nickname it the district of the goddess. That's wild. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and listen to your episode on that. Because the heard of Amaruka was like everywhere. No, it's Amaruka. So, Okay. This is interesting, and I wonder where the lines collide because I'm sure they do somewhere. Yeah. So, have you ever heard the the traditional story of how America got its name? Oh, a, um, what what version? Like the official like a, version? Yeah, the official version is that I th- I, th- I can't remember if he was a cartographer or just like a traveler and a reporter or something, but like this man Amerigo Vespucci. Suppose he like the Dutch one maybe and is he the guy that designed all the starfort stuff Fuck, maybe you know uh, yeah i don't know if that's maybe not i don't know i don't know (laughs) so this guy amerigo vespucci supposedly was the name because he was there at a certain time that they could talk about and like what i've heard is that actually he took that name amerigo with him back to europe like when he went back or something and that he got it from the natives because the name was Amaruka, which meant land of the plumed serpent. Because if you think about all the native gods, like Quetzalcoatl was the plumed serpent. So was Kukulkan. So was even Veracocha. Or the chicken snake, what was his name? Kukulkan, I think. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I I I forget his name. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. It's not Zabal. No, I can't remember. No. Someone's it was on, it's on the tip of my brain, but whatever. <laughs> it's a good one too. It like yeah. rolls off the top. Whatever. It's a good it, name. Yeah. Suck it. Oh well. <laughs> what do chickens say? Abraxas. 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 <laughs> what the, what do chickens say all the time to us? They're just trying to tell us the truth. Oh, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. So, like, that's uh, creepy. you know what Manly P. Hall says about um his theories about like Atlantis, which honestly, I think Atlantis is like the same thing they talk about in Box Saga. Like, I think it's a, a global civilization. I think it's the same thing, just different name for the same right. thing, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not sure like how much it correlates because I don't know enough about Bach, but I think that's kind of my theory, right? Well, what's so is tell that... me more because it's been a long time since I've specifically looked into Manly P. Hall, but I do remember he's oh. got a lecture too that comes directly out of his work. Uh, from secret teachings all over YouTube about Atlantis. It's like 45 minutes long and it's killer. 
I um I actually like made an episode where I played one of his lectures. It's like a recording of his lecture, and then I just like talked about it a bit. But it was about all his Atlantis stuff, and like it wasn't one like I don't know. <laughs> it's not like my favorite episode I did, just because I did like I I don't know. I wish I did it better, but that recording is amazing of oh. him. Like yeah, and like um. So what he says is that like uh. So there was like a a global civilization that started with like the main city that went out in concentric circles, had the, was it 10 or 12 kings or whatever? Is it 10 kings, 12 kings, uh, same as Bach? Yeah, it, well, yeah, sort of, yeah. It's ten the same, kingdoms, I can't remember ten what it southern was. Kingdoms, yeah, three, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's, that's what he says too. And it goes like that caste system or whatever goes out no as the sure. rings go out. It's like, yeah, same. And then he said like that they, that they weren't the only people there was like native peoples in different areas of the world and that's like how they spread their so they sent like um people on pilgrimage to these places right. to like missions um bring yeah yeah and like share knowledge with them and and like bring them into their religion or whatever probably eventually to conquer them or whatever but right right so there's all these like mythologies about um the like Abraxas and stuff, these gods coming out of the water and like teaching people. And like it's it's in all the mythology. It's he goes through it, but it's in yeah, like, yeah. So he so talks about mythologies. the sea people. Yeah. He, he yeah, brings so, up like so, so Ia, like, the they fish get, god. They all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all they like each mythology has a different way of saying it. Some say like he um came, I can't remember. I don't know, came out of the sea on a on a shot like a super shiny, shiny fish or something and right. like it's just like how they could explain it through their cultural context i think mm -hmm. each time and that's what manly p hall kind of says and so like they all got info they all got like information and um got help from it within their culture and like help their culture develop and their consciousness of their culture developed mm -hmm. from these like missions from atlantis or whatever that's yeah. yeah, word for word what Box Saga claims. That, exactly, it's, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a lot there for sure. I think that I think it's it's uh it's like tangible too. Like I think we're actually getting somewhere. So it like, feels I, like it, hey. Yeah, and it's like I can't necessarily point to every one of us, like even myself included. I don't know when I'm completely on to something that's gonna track for a long time or a blip that's misleading you know but the general feeling is that we are moving towards a more uh you know a solid gnosis of of our past but even the box saga man like it starts in it's shrouded in mystery like i can get down with the the root language and all that but it still has a an anecdotal beginning right so because it's you all about what? what's the up? thing about the goat because yeah. I was looking into Pan and right, then um, Pan, the allegory of Pan, that there's stuff about goat, goats mixing with people all through mythology. Yeah, there is. And, and I've been noticing it. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of imagery too. And actually, yeah. this, I can't find it anymore, but it was this amazing thing. Of course, the, the narrative of the video was a conspiracy theorist framing it all like devil horns. But yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you see this evolution through time. And the video started out with people with like, like paintings of real people from ancient times, uh, like with horns. 
And either that's just a depiction of, of some, uh, you know, analogy or it's a depiction of people. And throughout time, this video shows these headdresses that have two spikes coming out of the side and like all these different examples the half of how, moon on the head too. yep the half moon like hathor and, and yeah dude like all yeah. those symbols but Whatever. in relation to the goat specifically and like i have a wild theory i don't know if i told it on your show or not about my theory of evolution it's not no, even my theory i don't it's think like it a is. very loose hypothesis so if you look at the goat as a pagan symbol heathens whatever mm-hmm. it's also this satanic lucifer it's all these evil things the goat is one of the most recognizable symbols of what we have you know from some people's perspective suppressed hidden uh demonized whatever you want to call it or you know from the believers that hate it you know it's the worst thing in the world to look at so it's the most suppressed part it's like the whole allegory of pan you just said too True, he's like yeah. half goat it's, and then he's oh, like yeah. he's like represents the things we suppress and like um, the shadow he covets them kind of like about like partying and like you know the do trickster. without else kind of thing yeah the trickster's the landlord of the shadow home or something you know he's always there but like <laughs> so this goat has been demonized completely the if you look at evolution it's that we came from apes now, again, the, our enemy does not create anything. They don't create their own f- fictional stories. They have to hijack from what's true. So what if the ape thing is part of the story, but the box saga perspective is more accurate than we're thinking? They're just suppressing the aspect that relates to the goddess. It relates to all the heathenism and paganism, all That's of the and feminism. So I, I think mean, because I'm like true. the monkey kind of represents the same. Sorry. Yeah, you get the, <laughs> the ape comes through, but the other half of the the, and admittedly a crazy story in the box saga that it, it's a monkey and a and a goat. You know, I think when they say monkey, of course they mean ape, but maybe they don't. But, maybe they mean that but, the product was an, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I do think like that kind of. Um, story is repetitive to lots of cultures of like an animal or like having the story of the beginning start with an animal and something else and like you know so i and i and it could all like even with box saga be like the story how it explains like maybe the monkeys the animal nature you know what i mean like the materialistic part or whatever i don't know you know what i mean like the animal instinct part of us and maybe we evolved our consciousness to come out of that animal state yeah our evolution like of our mind because it is the because you look at like early man any anthropologist worth his nuts will tell you that like early man supposedly followed animals around and kind of took all their advice from the animals and followed things. And that's why we ended up with this very zodiacal patterns and everything, you know, through seasons and what to do in each season. It's kind of like an extrapolation into human form of what the animals had to do to survive. We just had more options, you know? And I think the box saga is kind of talking about that primordial human state. You know, we're talking about a people that ended up with auto fellatio as the most holy kind of thing that you could have union with yourself. We see that 
in other cultures that semen retention, that very spiritual aspect of like uh, tantric and all this, it's just more evolved, more sophisticated. This story kind of makes people eek in the West because it's very primal. It's very, you know, tribal, you know, it's the ancient pagan thing, you know? So it's, yeah, it's messy. There's a lot to it, but it, it requires a lot of like patience to look into yeah. our history, man. And like not look into all this. It's really hard. Cause even my wife is hates the box saga and I don't blame her. I mean, as a mom, I'm glad that she's like very passionately, like they're talking about like a whole culture of, of people learning how to do that shit at like eight years old. Like, I totally get it. But then again, Every, and I'm not saying just my wife, just anybody that's into that feels that way or might feel that way, but is also like totally acknowledging this beautiful archaic revival that everybody wants to bring back. We're talking about these ancient fertility cultures that may not have done that, but they did all kinds of weird, uncomfortable stuff that the West is not going to like to know about if they get their hands on. You know, it's all primitive. It's all innocent, too. It was all very much they thought they needed to do this for very holy reasons. I think a lot of different things in their primitive cultures, dare I say, I don't know. We're I'm trailing off. <laughs> no, I think like it's kind of going down some way place that connects all this in a way, because I was all, like, cause I was looking into Pan and so they said, but there is a place that's like named after him. It's like panacea or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they worshiped him there and they sacrificed people into this cave for him. And like they're, um, yeah. And like to worship him, he, like he never required sacrifice. They just like kind of took it upon themselves to like please the God, I guess. And I think that any belief system can be like hijacked in a way. And maybe that's like, you know, the, the, Scientology version of like that right. time, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the extremists yeah, yeah. of that time, because like Pan was like a the one one of the most wide. I think at the time was the widest, worshipped God. Right when um, Christianity started coming in, when that Roman Empire emperor, um, kind of brought the Christian to the mainstream, and so like yeah, so that I'm sure there was that. like extremists, right? There's oh like, sure. That's just one place, and like they worshipped him everywhere, and they weren't sacrificing people to him everywhere. So, so I thought it was I, interesting. Like, my take on that, like, of course, I'm just lately, of course, I've been trying to take it from the box saga perspective. Like, hypothetically, of if course. the box saga is true, then the pan symbolism everywhere is an old world recognition of that old box saga system, and we're not talking about some spirit of the wilderness of what he's turned into. We're talking about a people a culture, a group of people that has been, I mean, man, I read it. There was some book I was reading and I had taken screenshots. I can't remember the name of it right now. It was, it was like something to do with Celtic gods. Um, great book, but it said it so eloquently, like, you know, thought of now as the, as little dwarves and, and elves and all these things, but once renowned Kings and Queens of the old world. And it's just like, Hmm, that sounds a lot like, hijacking all of our power stealing our story putting it either and and yeah 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 i've said it all before 
<laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's funny that the same stories are encrypted over and over and over. Like, what are they trying to carry through that is important? I'm trying to always like hone in on like, what's the importance of this? Why is it repeated so much? Because obviously it is important or it wouldn't be repeated through so many cultural lenses over and over through time. Yeah, and the box yeah. saga is like repeats it too. Like it's all, con- they're all connected, all these stories. And it's, oh, yeah. I'm like, what is it? What are we, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the idea? So when you're saying like bring stuff through that's important and everything, like what's your take on that very controversial idea of, you know, whatever is really going on behind the elites and secret societies, that they're all the good guys and they need to position themselves and position society in this way to bring about something. Like, have you heard that? So if I consider that sometimes, actually, because I'm just like, I don't, I have to consider all angles, obviously. And like, there's always good and bad everywhere. They're all not bad. And they're probably not all good. But if I was to look at it from like the most pragmatic, like positive point of view, I could and take it that way. Like it could make sense, like that it's an initiatory process. They understand that this mm. life is just like a blip of a dream. And, that, and so like losing life, they understand that it's like not that significant, maybe because they understand what happens after and then maybe it's all like an initiatory process. So we have to work through things and become better and more conscious in order to be able to retain or like use the information anyway. So each thing is like a trial and they're like, put, they put it places so we can, maybe we find the codes one day or start figuring out the symbols that they're using. And then that leads to this and that leads to that. And yeah. so then we eventually leaves ourselves to like that hidden doctrine of like the ancient knowledge right and then um so then collectively if we can all get there and like if i was like thinking the most positive way this is not exactly but like i can i I can see it like and i can see the other way too right where it's all bad you know what i mean so but i'm just like i've i've thought about that for sure yeah maybe what do you think about that I th- I'm kind of in agreement with you that it's like it's in there and I kind of keep it there when I'm judging things because of course, doesn't it seep into that? We're all one thing again. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, because I say it often where it's like, yeah, we find a lot of synchronicities and symbols and this and that, that clearly are being used by different elites and things like that. But then like we connect so much that might be happening naturally. Like they're, I personally think because of psychedelics synchronicity is happening all the time and we don't see it. And it's like, that's where like that, you know, people come back and they say, Oh man, it was like two and a half hours straight of deja vu. It was the craziest (laughs) thing. It's all kind of like that already. It's so, I don't know. I wonder. We've like tuned it out in a way you mean? Yeah. And like I, that's more the natural state. Yeah. Maybe it goes into like the Alan Watts thing where, you know, we're in a dream that we're purposely forgetting as a dream because we are some bored God that can't die and doesn't know what it is. I, <laughs> you know, there's so, there's so many options. I feel like I've been really coming out of the rabbit hole the past months, like in so many different directions that that thought that's why i wanted to ask you because that thought keeps like popping up more and more like behind all what the government no they're probably you know egoic douchebags on this very material level of things but 
always it seems when we pull back away from our human free will appearance of an experience it seems like this beautiful tapestry is being put together that we just don't see you know yeah i would totally agree with that and the the calling it a tapestry is like exactly how i think of it it's like a weaving and it's like so perfectly knotted together everything that you just can't you don't even know how perfectly knotted it is together when you like are looking at it close yeah, you know man. What I, mean? I remember having this feeling like oh my god no wonder no one can ever like get to the bottom of anything because so many of the pieces are actually in inside you can't put all the pieces together out here to like come up with the master conspiracy or figure out the meaning of life because so much of it is also within and i think that's that kind of feeling like suddenly there's no difference between within and without you know it's it's it all blends together into this experience and i hope we've really taken both of our sets of listeners into like really weird places (laughs) (laughs) but maybe it's just Uh, same old for them right i mean like (laughs) I used to think that I couldn't talk to a lot of people about a lot of things, but I think like collectively we're, I think you're right. Like we're coming more open to it. Like something's happening where we're, things are changing and like people are just more open to this stuff. And then I'm like, are we all more open to it because they did that weird COVID experiment to us? And like, was that like- And when they told us to stay inside? (laughs) Or was it just like, people trying to get rich or was it a combination you know what I mean? right you cut one head off and three grow back it's the weirdest thing the yeah. suit's empty once you start to strangle them like yeah it's like crazy. grasping water like alan watts said you know you can't do it it's the weirdest thing i'm not ever but forever also unfolding. like it's it feels so hard to grasp but if you start with an idea and just let your mind kind of work on it in the back for yeah. like and sometimes even weeks Slow you start cut. to realize things and you're just like wow actually i fucking get it now like right. <laughs> I, I understand like the, the dimension of time all of a sudden before i just couldn't fathom it with my brain you know what i mean like it's not that i just learned something that instantly turned me on to it it's that slow thought and like thinking right. through it and then eventually i was like holy shit i get it like yeah oh man that's a cool way to kind of differentiate maybe the thoughts that are incoming you know the the static versus the signal almost mm-hmm. being thrown at us to just take us off our track and all the real thinking that we can do that's actually productive you know oh like when they send things in it's just like this instant thought and it's like yeah. oh it's, it's this but when we actually come to the real thought it's like a slow process of unfolding and unraveling right yeah, that, and it all that happens make as sense. it's supposed to and even the and just how we're unraveling history the same and actually some of the distractions in the in those intervals probably play into the revealing of of that that signal so yeah i don't know when we say they are sending it at us oh man that's a hard one too like yeah yeah we're sending it at ourselves you ever see that movie i heart huckabees i actually asked you this before okay yes remember i said after you were on my show i was like have you seen this fucking movie and you're like it's like my favorite movie yeah because it's so like, un- no, no one, one talks about that movie but yeah no it's one like knows that, about it that one part where like jason uh schwartzman was trying to get like that spiritual relief and like his arch nemesis is sitting there falling apart jude law is just crying and he and jason schwartzman just holds up a picture of himself 
over Jude Law's face of himself crying. And then it's like this immediate, like, ah, and it's like, oh my God. And like, then he's in the elevator later and he's like, shows him the picture of him crying. And he's like, who is this? Me or you? Who is it? Me or you? And what are you fucking talking about? Stop smushing my face. You're smushing our face, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) The movie is perfect. I am him, yeah. It shows so many stages of the spiritual awakening for folks that have, it's an old one, but it's amazing. And that's the and weird part. It's filled with all these Hollywood, Holly weird actors, right? The ones we're supposed to hate and think are eating babies. And yeah. And their messages are all <laughs> evil too. So like that, and that's something that like, I know a lot of it's paranoia. I know it's a lot of, you know, giving into fear and stuff, but at the same time, there's always substance to it a little bit. Like, yeah, what is, what's the deal with that? There's, tons of programming coming at us is it just because the truth has to be mixed into the programming i don't i don't know it's or is weird. it purposefully just like so that it's hard to pick the truth from the programming or we're looking at programming and predictive programming the wrong way <laughs> and it's not this evil thing it's just from our human perspective uh, yeah oh the rabbit hole just keeps spinning round and round you know Maybe everything out. always loops back <laughs> on itself that's that's for sure that's why sometimes i think like we're in a time loop to be honest (laughs) i mean not always but no like um like time isn't linear like it's like this and so like maybe these civilizations we're digging up are like maybe our future or like I don't know. Ooh, that's cool. Sometimes my mind goes there where I'm like, is it a fucking loop? Are we in a loop? I do like that a lot. And like playing like ourselves it. over and over, maybe even or playing Dude, different yeah. different characters in the loop, coming back to the beginning of the loop, being my, the mailman never, on my street or like did you did you ever have any reincarnation experiences or feelings or anything? Um no but uh i have two friends that are hypnotists and i just like haven't got around to it yet but i it's been in the back of my mind actually because i'm super curious about that and being hypnotized all together actually and like what comes out in the subconscious have you been hypnotized no and i and for a long time i think it was my ego talking i just like would always say to that question like no i don't don't think think i I could could be be because (laughs) I have spent so much time being comfortable in altered states of consciousness as a new blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, I'm too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because like the more you learn, the more humble you get. Like oh, you yeah, become, the more weak and small you become this yeah. exposed little nerve. <laughs> so when you see people say like, I'm a star seed and blah, 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 for yeah. something, whatever planet you're like, yeah, you just haven't got there yet. You're you're keep going on your journey. There. The roller coaster is <laughs> about to go back down, and you're going to be saying, "Stay positive." Someone's going to slap drop, you. But... The universe is going to slap you in the face. Yeah, and let it. Yeah. This denial. The denial of the slap, man. Oh, it's the yeah. worst. It's the same thing yeah. as the denial of the shadow in general. You know. Yeah. Oh, this is that been... doesn't help the collective, right? No, it doesn't. This has been so cool. I I brought up the reincarnation thing because yeah, you mentioned the time loop thing, playing ourselves. When I, I felt like I had an experience of many, many, many Mm -hmm. lives, but like, you know how they say you can kind of understand insanity when you're on psychedelics too. I kind of came back with a a good way to describe 
my interaction with insanity. And it was the fact that time is an illusion, linear time. So things can be happening insanely fast, insanely slow, whatever. Either way, it's painful and crazy. And to th- I had the feeling that not only had we lived infinite lives, but it was the same one over and over again. And maybe this was just me, you know, maybe I'm, maybe it was a recognition that I had been living the same mistake or something over and over again. Or maybe it's like the, the fractals of every version of you at once. Maybe, maybe could be, but yeah, yeah. Well, it felt like the same playing field. And I always feel like the multiverse that again, they all try to externalize like, yeah, let's hop from one to the other. You're talking about superposition. I think, I think the multiverse ain't, it ain't physical, right? It's like superposition of all possibilities at once. They're talking about superposition. They're talking about undefined reality. So you have to collapse the wave function and collapse on a decision. You're no longer in a multiverse. You're in the fucking reality. You're in. You're in the universe. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Am I on to something? Yeah, no. I think think you're kind of right. But also, like, I do think we have the ability to, like, change our reality in that way. So when they say, like, jump timeline, I think of it like um, manipulating the dimension we're in more. Do you know what it's I mean? Gotta be. Like, Cause I, I totally agree that there has to be a reality to the terminology, the expressions that are used. Like, again, I think even every expression that's used is, is hijacked and kind of. Yeah. Given this grandiose, I think for our eyes, for our, well, I think our minds also do that. Like where we expect yeah. it to be like this big thing that's like tangible in a different way like so the the Mm. thought I had about like the time dimension is that like it's hard to fathom that everything's happening at once um and that time's not linear but then when you have a dream in that way that the time can be like perceived different so then like what's creating the linear time well it's the perception of our mind right so like is our our mind is like filtering the dimension of time or perceiving the dimension of time or like what there's something to do with us creating time that's what i think it's not like it's not linear it's all happening at once and we experience it like that like no we create i think we create it like i think you're on to you something there. yeah have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen this is another show have you ever seen this one have you ever seen the show dark on netflix yes Yes, this is vibing with that a lot because it almost feels like there is a sequence of events, but it's kind of indifferent to consciousness or or not finding the right words for it. But like there is a sequence of events that appears to be linear, but reality doesn't work that way, even though it looks that I, I can't get the right words, but. I'm feeling something, man. It's, it's... I always just think about it like a dream. Yeah. That's just like, honestly, how I perceive, how I'm like trying to perceive this reality lately because it seems to make things, put thing in, things in context a little better for me to think about like how my mind creates something that feels so real and a time span that feels so real. Yeah. <clears throat> and like an identity even sometimes and everything that feels so real 
And like, I could be dropped in a dream and remember like being the person in the dream like a year ago or being like last year I did this. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like you're, you're dropped into a personality. And like, so I think, I don't know, there's something to that. And there's something to like our perception that is changing reality or forming reality around us. And that's like a good way that we can um, kind of put it in perspective by thinking of dreams. Makes sense. And it goes once again, back to, being all one there being really only one thing like it would encapsulate time highlander (laughs) yeah it could be only one because like like, everything is inside you can't there's no word outside of it you know there's no thought there's nothing outside is in here (laughs) right right exactly yeah i mean that's the thing there's no out there Mm-hmm. And I, that's kind of what they are saying about it in quantum physics and ancient mysticism. But like, it's so hard to like, we're trying to use our eyes to see that. And it's like impossible to see what that looks like. Cause there's no eyes there. It's yeah. It's like biting your own teeth. <laughs> and then, and then, so do you think that um, there was like a reset or a, or like, was it a natural or like whether it was natural or not? Do you think it was like, uh, I don't know. What it's do you think of the question to ask even, right? Like, what is that that happened? That's clear. Again, there's a concept for it. So clearly on some level, this reset concept. It's in all the mythologies. Like all the, the mythology or something like cyclical. that. Mm. it's all cyclical you know mm-hmm. and now we the have loop. really kind of scary shit from randall carlson and other geologists <laughs> and 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 journalists and reporters freddie silva talks about it freddie silva talks about a series of uh uh crop circles that the mm-hmm. symbolism like supposedly suggests that we get like fucking hit soon or something like that you know, a lot of people are pointing to these cycles that the toroidal or the torrid meteor stream goes around with us and everything. We're about to enter into a really dense part of it or something. Not fear mongering. It's just like, yeah, it's weird to think about these things because there's cycles going on in consciousness and all the cultures talked about that. But then there's also cycles going on out here in this external world. Again, back to that as above, so below, and as within, so without. So it's weird, man. Can we really stop the asteroid just by thinking it out of existence? Are we in that movie Sphere? Are we creating the asteroid with our mind? Right. Yeah. And on some level, we are, but on some level, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, oh, man. I just thought of something else, too. I thought it was cool. Like looking at time the way you've been describing it, it's almost as if you're just looking at a painting. And you're just looking at different parts of the painting. And that's, you know, and we're just going left to right across the canvas. And sometimes we can jump if we tune in and see the other parts and not in like the order. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it. I'll leave my, I'll do some, we'll do a last comment for the night because we're, this is getting late. I want to ask you one last quick thing. Yeah, please Um, do. It's something that I've been thinking about lately and I thought you'd have an interesting perspective. So, you know how like the infinity symbol is like a figure eight and that's like prolific in like, they use that symbolism of that eight everywhere. And it's like, so what I was thinking is that like, if it's, if it's like infinity, it's a cycle goes forever. What, 
What do you think the point is where it crosses? I've been thinking about that a lot too. No way. <laughs> so of course. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but a friend of mine brought a very interesting idea up. And it is like the way I'll describe it is probably a little too sci-fi, a little too on the nose, like a like a movie. But something along the lines of like, again, as above, so below, as within, so without, it's almost like the other side, quote unquote, picture this whole system that we're in is binary and whatever the hell evil shit they're building up here, the elites, it's almost like an inverted place or something. I've now. Honestly, like Mason's use the symbol of the two triangles touching and they say like, yeah. one side is like um materialism one side spiritualism or it's right. like the duality of like yeah so, so this is still a little too sci-fi sense. it still feels like jet lee in the one yeah, from <laughs> yeah. one universe to another <laughs> yeah but you know maybe that other side like pan's labyrinth right she had to have faith yeah. at the end and once she did die oh turns out it was all true. The fawn wasn't lying and it was all real, but it was just in her head. It was just, I'm not in her head, but uh, I'm having too many thoughts at once, but you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. wasn't this physical kingdom that she was supposed to inherit. It was this beautiful kingdom in consciousness that she was to inherit. And it was all true all along. And I've, that, I saw that after psychedelics and that fucking made me cry and freak the hell out. You know, it's like, oh, shit, it's been there all along. Well, every stick of furniture, every piece of me, every every part of my life on psychedelics, it just everything was always there. It's just your brain shuts it all off to have this fun little experience. Almost. It's it's crazy. We can and then go it's like, hours, are we supposed dude. to know or not? No. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like what? How? How? Like, where's the line, like, where we stop, where we think about spiritualism or we have a human experience? Yeah, where does that come into <laughs> Like, it? what are we supposed to be doing here? Like, figuring this out or just living like people? Yeah, like, that's what's something I bring up a middle? lot. Yeah. Because, like, I talk to near-death experiencers a lot, and they're, the overwhelming uh, thing is we just wake up. Oh, yeah, it's all fine. Everything's fine. So like, well, wait I a minute. My- <laughs> I thought I thought being awake in this physical reality meant studying all these ancient religions and all the conspiracies and making sure you knew the truth of the oh shit. That was all a distraction, too. And now I understand why knowledge is evil from the apple. And now it doesn't just fucking symbolize mushrooms and oh yeah, it takes psychedelics and you'll know the truth. Like that's a yeah other conversation man but it's like literally the loop i had to do i was like oh okay that's the silver lining that's where christianity is kind of right about that Mm -hmm. allegory from genesis where knowledge is oh there's so many correct things knowledge is a hollow tube that you don't get to take any of that with you either because it was meaningless that it only applied here it's exciting to like gather all this knowledge and then like what 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 for why like (laughs) what am i doing like it's my my wife will ask me like well if this is what you really love to do like yeah i was like "Ah, i guess so yeah it's like i have like a passion for it and i think that's something that we should think about too like we have passions for a reason like things are sort of meant to be sometimes and so when something like really ignites you i think like it's important to follow that 
absolutely yeah and then I, but it's like to but you don't want but make sure it's like don't get lost because like, yeah we could get like that that fear cycle of digging into things and just being like oh my god i have to find this out it's so hard to look at but it's like i need to know and right, like i think that's them. like the the wrong path maybe like i don't want to say right wrong but like because if you go down the path you should eventually come out to the other side anyway right but right and you always come back maybe to it's a necessary and... part right yeah 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 it's all it's all and that's the the beauty of it that most of the messages i ever got from psychedelics especially like the really big you know grandiose esoteric ones was was that i had to learn everything to know it was all wrong like or that's you know, it. it it always folds back in on itself where none of it was useless and i think that metaphor right there kind of can scale out too where yeah absolutely nothing that happens in anyone's life is useless or bad on an existential level like sure i mean be human we're here to be human but on an existential level yeah i really think that you know everything always was is and will be okay mentality is that's why you find it in every philosophy at the bottom yeah of we're making a blanket here together guys so don't yeah. put your shitty strings in fix your strings up yeah, yeah let's, let's build that tapestry this was so awesome we'll have to do another one or bring some more okay. fun people into it and everything yeah so please for my audience tell them where they can find you yeah, so I got that really hardcore shadow ban on where you have to type out my whole name. So maybe I'll just um, give you the link. But you can find me on Instagram at um, Strange Neighborhood Podcast with underscores between the words. And it's the American spelling of neighborhood. Because it's because we spell it different in Canada. But I just wanted people to be able to find it easier. <laughs> How do you spell it in Canada? I didn't know that. They put a damn U in it. So it's like, oh, the ends O-U-R. We do that oh, to lots right. of words okay. like color. Too, the older like, way yeah yeah, the yeah i'd probably british people still like <laughs> probably <that> yeah yeah <laughs> but for my anyway. american homies i didn't put it in <laughs> strange neighborhood podcast folks yeah you have a great great presence i love all the videos oh, you thank do you. you know i think I, like that's something that i would love to have more courage to do i feel like you put yourself behind your camera all the time and you're always just sharing your thoughts and i think you have a lot of great insights so people please go check out strange neighborhood podcast Kaylin's work she's awesome and yeah this has been so much fun dude um and yeah tell my audience where to find tell you, you peeps Sandy. Yeah. yeah come listen to the deep share podcast you can find me on social media under just the deep share ranting and raving and sounding probably a lot less friendly there than i do here <laughs> but uh yeah um that's what i do yeah youtube's big because I'm not shadow banned. I don't know how. Yeah. Maybe it's because I have my nose stuck in the ancient past. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to me all of a sudden. But yeah, it is random too. sometimes, you know? Yeah. Some of us just get picked out of the, like examples being made out of us, you know? Yeah. So please go. Oh, well. And then find... obviously my podcast is on all the major platforms. And so it's the deep share, right? But you also have, yeah. do you still have your show with Dan that's on um, Patreon? Do you want to tell us about that? We do. Yeah. We haven't put out an episode in a while. We, we're working a bunch of things out. We do have a show on Patreon called uh, the deep chill where Dan and I, it's kind of like being a fly on the wall of us doing research into different areas of history and looking into really intelligent people's work and kind of uh, getting their perspective on certain symbol sets and cultures and seeing how it relates, how it contrasts to 
the box saga and those northern scandinavian stories you know so that's you fun. and don have like a really good dynamic I oh that's say, great like, to hear yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to good, dan and good co-host dan. yeah shout well i can't wait for those who never did hear it or you know may just be turned on to it um my our other good friend from sweden uh yoke hogstrom the three of us did a show called roots of creation and we're bringing it back. We're coming back in December with some new episodes. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So we have some, where can they find that show? Where's that? That will be, I will put, I think at least the first one back, I think I'll put out on the deep share feed, but we do have our own podcast feed that you can find. Uh, I think it comes out of Podbean. I don't know if that matters, but it's everywhere. Uh, Roots of creation. And it's also on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel, Roots of Creation. There is a reggae band called Roots of Creation on there. Too. <laughs> we just, we didn't That's care. That's not you. Whatever. <laughs> Little do they know that Rasta, Farai, guess what? Phonetically, it's got some crazy roots that they don't know about. So. Oh my God. Say that for next time and let's talk about that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody. Thanks so much, Don. Hell yeah. See you later, Andy, neighbors. So Andy, I just called you down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, down again. <laughs> good to see you Kalen. yeah all right everybody have a good night when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.